Welcome to the Chaos Plan, where the odds may not always be in your favor. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Chaos Plan. If you'd like to know more about the show and have an idea of kind of what's going on and where we're at in the world, visit our website where we are currently working on an online campaign guide, which you can find at www.theadventuringguild.com. And if you would like to join the show or become a sponsor and help us make this podcast better, visit our Patreon account. Just search for The Adventuring Guild or our website to find a link. And by subscribing and helping us out, you can not only join our Discord to hear our episodes live, you can also become a member of the right. show, we get some awesome merch, and, and represent the guild. So thank so you very much. And on where with the show. we left off, uh, basically with the charity stream starting, uh, most of everybody had jumped through the portal to, or not jumped through the portal, but everybody had taken off at the command of the chronomancer to go investigate what all was going on and figure out the source of this weird magical whatever the heck was happening so where we kind of pick up is uh klein jumped through a portal and uh with the aid of some allies and magnus jumped through a different portal and joined the charity game so before that happened the chronomancer had commanded or told klein to gather allies and supplies needed to go into the deepest heart of winter so what would you like to do klein um there are a bunch of different adventurers uh, all kind of standing around this big entrance area, unsure of what all is happening and going on. Uh, you see that there is a large skeletal man uh, wielding a giant shield. You see um, that there is a tiefling individual that looks very, uh, uh, very deeply at the portal, like very searching for knowledge, that kind of stuff. What all would you do um, upon seeing that? or upon the Chronomancer commanding that? Um, I would start off looking around to see who <clears throat> was in the in the guild hall that I would recognize, and uh, taking into account things, I would actually probably have a hunch that that skeleton looks a little bit familiar, <laughs> based on, on, on uh, meta knowledge. And so I would walk up to him and uh, just, excuse me, sir. Um, <laughs> yes? It is! Are you busy? Man, I forgot how difficult this voice was. To, um, <laughs> not right now! <laughs> how do you deal with the cold? Ah, it's been hundreds, hundreds of years since I felt cold. Good. Um, would you mind helping me with a little, little small favor? Ah. <laughs> what is it? Um... I am about to walk through a portal into uh, the deep, dark heart of the realm of the Winter Fairies to try to find someone to help with what's going on around here. Moonbones, previously having been an elf, would probably 
touch his <laughs> bony chin and sort of rub it a little and be like, sounds interesting. Yeah, you would have a basic understanding of the um, Feywild being an elf and whatnot. Um, so you, you would probably know that it's a pretty dire thing that he's suggesting, but definitely an adventure worthwhile. Sounds both terrifying <laughs> and fun. <laughs> I will come with you. I appreciate your help, good, good, good Sir Moonbones. How, how do you know my name? Uh, um. <laughs> uh, um. It's right just... there on your shirt. <laughs> yeah. I, um... Oh, I guess that's right. The name tag. Right. <laughs> so, I will. I'll, I'll explain later. I know a lot of things that a lot of people don't know. Um, Wouldn't that be the meta of the century if if uh, uh, Klein had listened to the homebrew review in some sort of archival thing in the future? You bet your ass he did. <laughs> He'd pretty much know that Bob was a god then, wouldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, looking around, I'd probably also then uh, uh, see... I'm trying to remember. I would have met Femdeer Yeah, and you maybe definitely Arpeggio. met Femdeer, and I think you met Arpeggio. Um, at, yeah, because you did, because you were going to... Arpeggio has accompanied you to the library before. Yes, he has. So, uh, <laughs> looking around, you know, I'll... I'll Knowing that Fimdir is probably hiding somewhere, I may never find her. Hmm? Um, Arpeggio, uh, are you are you busy by any chance? Oh, fine. How were the sandwiches? Fantastic. And nobody died. <laughs> and, and nobody died. No one. No one. No one hallucinated any weird things. I may have eaten frog. I am not sure. Inside check. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but no. I believe I've done all of my guild res- uh, guild responsibilities for today. Uh, what do you need me for? Um, a mission that could very well result in our horrible and frigid demise. So normal Tuesday stuff. I'm 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 putting together a group to uh, venture into the heart of the Winter Court of the Fae trying to gather some more information and maybe find someone who can help with all of the crazy nonsense that's been going on around here. And I can why, definitely use someone of your skills along for the ride. Why can't it be just bandits with you? <laughs> <laughs> I ask myself that a lot. Uh, my, uh, since we're acquaintances, uh, yeah, why not? I haven't been to the what's this again? The Feywild. Yeah, yeah, there will be. We'll, we'll probably start off in some wilder areas of 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 fairy, but we're actually venturing into the heart of the Winter Court. <clears throat> okay, sure. <laughs> Yeah, Arpeggio, you yeah, probably would have fought alongside some changelings or some other half bay or or denizens of the the Winter Court. Uh, they're fairly vicious and and ruthless fighters. Many of them do find enjoyment in mercenary type work, being as mostly all they care about is 
getting pretty shiny golden thingies and returning them to the Feywild. Um, they aren't too particular about who they're cutting down, even their own brethren on the other side of the field kind of a thing. All right. Uh, it's not just the two of us, isn't I hope so. I hope not. I've got uh, I've got my, my scalzel friend here with... God damn it. <laughs> First Danderman now... Oh, hello. I'm Arpeggio, by the way. I am not an evil skeleton. I can hello, for that. Arpeggio. I am Moonbone. Uh, hi. <laughs> I've dealt with many strange magics throughout time, and I will tell you that this is no different. My skills here will prove useful. I'm just looking at Klein just to see if he's in this as soon as possible. (laughs) Smiling. He's great! Alright, I guess you can find me in the fighter's guild when you're ready. Um, If you're going to go off, I would recommend packing something warm and something along the lines of cold steel. Cold steel. Have you seen Thorin? I haven't seen him since he ran off to uh, do his his uh, was it the Fire Islands that he went to? Yeah, Talonarth. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't seen him I haven't seen him come back yet. So my guess is he's probably still gone. Oh, that's a shame. I have some new materials that he could work with. I'm pretty sure your katana would qualify as cold steel since it was you know recently crafted out of just basically steel. Um, I think it would qualify as a steel weapon or an iron-based weapon. Hmm. What? Okay. Okay. All right. I will gather the necessary equipment. Uh, do you need me to gather anything for you? Um, if you can find me like a parka, maybe like a full-on snowsuit. It's it's gonna be chilly. All right. All right. Uh, how many more people do you need for this uh, <sighs> venture? I think. Probably a couple more. Um, if Fimdy's around, she might be quite useful, and we could we could use a, a maybe a little bit more support. I'm, I've I've got my eye on a tiefling over in the corner. I want to go talk to. What in oh, the yeah. world is a Fimdir? <laughs> <laughs> she is a yeah. Uh, actually, um, if she's not hiding around here, can I spot her? Fimdir, would you, you be hiding? Can- Oh, you can try and find out. <laughs> I think she's got like a passive twenty to herself. <laughs> yeah, I can't get a twenty if I tried. I, I like to think that she's just like listening to all of this. Indeed. She's directly well, above us. She's inside Moonbone's rib cage. <laughs> where, where is the group currently? Where's what? Where's the group currently? Oh, currently everybody's inside the Mages Guild around the portal. This would have been after the giant tremors shook everything and then that very loud, resounding, booming voice um, told adventurers to gather at the uh, Mages Guild and they started assigning jobs. Okay. Um, Sorry, this was this building, would it have like rafters in it? Yes, yes, it would have very tall rafters. Okay, so at some points then um, you would feel a sort of a slight tickling on the back of your neck and turning around you can see like a long green cloak kind of hanging down 
and then sort of look up and you see her she's got her heels hooked into the back of the rafters and she's kind of hanging there upside down oh, I hope I'm not interrupting <laughs> no actually I was just looking for you Oh, you found me. Well, I found you. And then I listened in. And then you found me because I let you find me. <laughs> Humble. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to argue. I, I am not known for my spotting of things that are hiding. I see a lot of things. Is that a skeleton? Yes, that is a skeleton. That is Moonburns. I say, meow, in Elvish. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think but, that it's some really long, unpronounceable word, despite the fact that it's just... <laughs> I was actually going to ask you, have you seen Dandabin anywhere? I'm not looking for him, I just needed to send him a message. I, I don't exactly know how he found out where I'm staying, but I don't appreciate the gifts he leaves me when I wake up. There are... <laughs> <laughs> I, what, I you mean, like the mouse trap on the floor and... <laughs> Um, if the world is lucky, Danderbin went with Magnus through the portal to the Kang Islands. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, it's not like the world's at stake or anything. The elderly trickster <laughs> to save the world. What? Oh, God. I swear everyone's going through portals these days. <laughs> you want to go through a portal? Oh, joy. Every time I think I... <laughs> Stable feet on the ground again, I say as I'm hanging upside down. She gets sucked into another portal. Sure, what's the mission? What exactly are you doing? Is this of global importance, or are you just trying to retrieve some sort of long-lost item which was taken by a witch or something? I don't know. Everyone's got different stories. <laughs> Scribbling DM notes furiously for <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm I'm doing a little uh, hoping to go on a fact finding mission and maybe fi- um, get some help from an individual that might have a little bit of uh, experience dealing with things from outside of their own reality. And then we kill He-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand most of it. I get killed. Sorry. Someone. It's definitely a man. I don't know what that was. Uh, <laughs> right. Well. Had a little aneurysm there. <laughs> wait, wait, hold. I'm just going to raise my... How does this skeleton have an aneurysm? Ah, uh, I'll go back to being quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self. Study anatomy of skeletal brain systems. Oh. <clears throat> I so anyway, accept it. Quite frankly, I've been in the city too long to start questioning everything I see. Otherwise, I'd never get anywhere, quite frankly. So so, so anyway, um, I'm gathering together a group of people to go through that portal there that leads to the fortress of the Winter Queen of the, 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 the fairies. Right. So you need a scout. I would much appreciate it. I can do that. Excellent. Pack warm. Oh, it's... it's sure. Okay. What... Do you mean warm? Where? What exactly is this? I'm not familiar. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm just having a lapse of judgment because I'm hanging upside down. All this blood is really rushing to my brain. I would I would recommend finding something very warm to wear because it is going to be very cold where we are going. Oh, lovely. Well, it's a nice change of pace. Nobody ever mentions how humid it is in this city. Oh. Yes, very. You, you, you're a skeleton. You don't sweat. <laughs> You'd be, you'd be surprised. 
Didn't you just say you don't even feel temperature? Not that I was listening in. Ah, look, all right, I'm just trying to fit in around here. You're making it very hard for me. Oh, I apologize. My intention was not to make a scene, Mr. Skeleton. <laughs> good, good. Me either, and I turn around and just shout, Meow! <laughs> into the distance. <laughs> <laughs> You're an elf. Oh, most days. I travelled through one portal that at some points turned me into a small raccoon. I don't know why. What? <laughs> it's very complicated. Well, regardless, I too was once an elf. Oh. I could bore you with the tale, but I will say that the place we are going has lots of elves. No, please, I want to hear everything. Everything. Well, <laughs> it all started. <laughs> When I insert backstory here, and then insert that's how I arrived here. Backstory here. <laughs> no, Got no. It. Uh, an evil necromancer turned me. Well, I was in a war against a necromancer, and he turned me into a skeleton after he killed me. And then I wandered for many years, and then by the light of Salune, the Moon Mistress, Maiden, Queen, uh. She turned me into this. Is it two L's in Salune? A uh, single. Single L. Okay. Surely you know the Moon Maiden. I know very little, but I find that if I nod and pretend like I know things around here, people seem to generally just go about their business. Hmm. Smart. Thank you. I was like, demon, you. Uh, 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 uh. I kind of turn around, like looking for a demon. Like what? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's very rude. You can't call them demons anymore. They're people of hellish descent. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, I- I- excuse me, my, my tiefling friend. Um, might I bother you for a moment? Uh, yes. How can I help you? Um, do you like cold places? Not particularly. <laughs> oh, He's not from the lowest level of hell. He's from one in the middle. <laughs> Now, well, better find someone else. Virgil, roll up another character. Uh. (laughs) Aww. Um, and I'll just, I'll, I'll, um, I'm putting together a group of of highly skilled individuals to... (laughs) I fell. I'm okay. (laughs) Like I said, highly skilled individuals um, to uh, make a wonderfully chilly trek into the heart of deepest winter in the fairy wilds of the Never Never to find some information and possibly some help in uh, dealing with all of the crazy nonsense that has been going on around you. Hmm. Sounds like it could be an adventure. I'm in. Oh, that was was easy. Um, Everybody has Danderbid's innocence and willingness to join up with suicidal missions. (laughs) Yes. Wait, so, you know, the only two people who know the only two people who actually know Clyde were very reticent to join them. <laughs> you, Tiefling man. Yeah, me? Uh, yes. How can I help you? What? What is your skill set? <clears throat> I am a bard extraordinaire, and I take this super deep bow uh, and try and milk the whole like hat off and off to the side, super deep bow. Uh, and uh, a uh, practitioner of the arcane arts. Fantastic. 
in oh, this. Yeah. pretty good. Hmm. See how low he bowed. That was some flexibility, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never got your name, good sir. Valris, V A L R I S. Not walrus. <laughs> he does have two giant tusks for some reason instead of horns. <laughs> oh, don't do that. I do believe that this, um, if you are so inclined, uh, if, um, if you don't deal with cold temperatures very well, everybody, I would recommend finding something to bundle up with. And uh, we are going to be potentially dealing with some very nasty fairies. So if you have any iron or steel weapons, I highly recommend you bring them, but keep track of them. Don't leave them behind when we go. Alright, so then anybody that wanted to buy cold weather gear and all that kind of happy fun stuff um, that needs to, it is uh, ten silver pieces for, uh, or I mean that's a gold piece, so one gold piece worth of uh, uh, to get the cold weather gear necessary to survive the ridiculous cold temperatures of Arctis Tor. And uh, Klein, you can give any... What's that? Actually, Arpeggio was already gathering the cold weather. Uh, okay, yeah. that's right. Splendid. Yeah, but you don't know I was there. I told him we would have a couple more people, so... Okay. Yeah, so also, then... So Sorry. Uh... Also, Arpeggio would like to go to the fighter skill, like quartermaster, and ask for a bunch of weapon flasks of weapon oil and like a couple of pouches of iron powder. Okay. Um, yeah, you would be able to get uh, just the iron shavings and that kind of stuff from the smiths uh, for you know the cost of the pouch. So, like a couple of copper pieces per bag, nothing major. Uh, and then you wanted the oil. Um, we'll go with a silver piece per flask of oil. And then what else did you want? I think that, that's about it. Aside from the winter gear that I'm going to procure. Yeah, and then the winter gear is one gold piece each. All right. All right. So as soon as Arpeggio gets back, I will give everyone a little bit more of a quick and dirty rundown of what to expect and what not to expect and what to do and what not to do under no circumstances do those things. And uh, we will be ready to go. All right. So then Klein bravely leads the way through the portal into Arctis Tor. Uh, So as you guys jump through there, it immediately, like even approaching that portal, like everything gets very, very chilly very quickly. Um, You know, Virgil, your beard, or I guess, no, you're not playing your dwarf. Um, so, you know, you notice that, you know, your eyelashes and that kind of stuff even get a little bit of frost on them as you look at this portal. And uh, uh, the rattling of bones is definitely very evident from uh, <laughs> da- uh, from Moonbones, even though he isn't uh, can't feel the cold. It's just that reflexive shivering. Um, so you guys jump through that portal, and you immediately land into you know knee high snow. Uh, let's see, everybody is normal height. We don't have any short people this time, do we? Mm, yeah. So then, um, you know, you get into about knee-high snow, about uh, a foot and a half, maybe two feet at the most, uh, snow just covering everything. And in front of you lies, or, you know, in front of you, you see a giant cathedrally castle, massive compound. Uh, you can see the picture that uh, that Micah posted uh, earlier in the game scheduling section of the chat. 
you know, just a massive place, a, a giant fortress. And the first thing that you notice that's kind of weird about it is that it has kind of a dark blue, blackish, shiny type look about it. Almost as if the entire place is built of deep ice, like very, very thick chunks of ice. Uh, you guys would probably be at this point a good half a mile away or so, um, still quite a ways away. Uh, so you guys would be, uh, uh, you know, still about a half a mile away. Uh, you don't notice anybody around you or anything uh, in particular around you as far as people or anything like that. So what would you guys like to do uh, upon landing in this deep snow? Do you want to head immediately towards the big Citadel of Arctis tour, or would you kind of scout it out, or what would you like to do? <clears throat> I really wish I had some of the uh, some of the gatekeeper's magic ointment. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind scouting it out if you wish someone to go in quickly. I will. Uh, I, I will. Please do, but also be very careful. Uh, creatures of fairy are very, very, very good at hiding themselves with uh, via magical means. Oh, well, I'm very, very good at also hiding myself, just generally. <laughs> Uh, so what is everybody's real quick before we get started? Go ahead and uh, tell me your passive perceptions. Uh, 18. Okay. Uh, uh, that's a 15 for Arpeggio. Okay. Nine. Nine? Klein has a negative stat. <laughs> oh, I have a negative uh, one to wisdom. And uh, Danderman said he'd be right back. So uh, passive investigation next. <clears throat> that's a little bit better. Where did that go? Uh, that's a plus two for our pedro. It's a twelve. Alright. Eleven for Klein. Um fourteen for him there. Fourteen for Virgil. Alright, and, and what was yours, uh Klein? Sorry, I missed it. Eleven. Eleven? Okay. And is anybody immune to illusions or charm? Um Resist I believe him there's resistance resistant to charm. I believe. Yeah, you have advantage versus charm, I believe. Elves should be, aren't they? Yes, I, would, I, I am resistant to charm. Alright, then as soon as Moonbones gets back, since I'm not exactly sure what his is, since he used to be an elf, but now he's undead, I don't remember if any of that transferred over. So, uh, we'll just get his when he jumps back on. So, you guys um, see around you, and Fimdir, with that 18 passive, uh, and I guess Arpeggio with that 15 passive, uh, you both, the very first thing that you kind of notice uh, upon landing is that even though this is all kind of wild and uh, naturey in general, as far as like an open plain would be for a snowdrift, um, you notice that it's almost, you know, like this was a predetermined landing spot. Like you notice around you, this is kind of in a bit of a gully. So it's drifting, but it's protected a little bit from the wind. Um, the snow is a little bit, you know, uh, not as deep here as it would be everywhere else. It, it's kind of a predetermined landing type spot. So it's not a random area, uh, especially being as this like literally about a half a mile march leads straight to the front doors of Arctis Tor. Can we tell if it's recently been used or have somebody passed through here before beforehand? Yeah, you Nobody, you, none of you notice any footprints or anything like that in the snow, but if you want to roll an investigation or perception check or whatever you can justify to me, survival, 
Um, go ahead and I'll give you some more info. I will investigate things. I will, yeah, I will use perception. Just looking out for footprints. Oh, wait, that's survival. I'll go with survival. Okay. I got a 15 investigation this. Okay. Uh, that's a 12 for survival. All right. Then what you guys would pick up, um, with the 12 in survival, you don't really notice anything too major as far as, you know, footprints and whatnot. The snow is packed down a bit more here than it would be, um, but it's not anything to indicate recent recent travel. With investigation, you do notice that there is um, where kind of this, this gully kind of area uh, opens up into. It looks like somebody had been through at some point, you know, in the last probably 48 hours or so, but with the current snow, it doesn't look like there's been any more recent travel. Uh, you can tell that where the where it kind of opens up, uh, it does look like a path had been cleared at one point, but not any time recent. Hmm. I feel like... Uh, yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How chilly, how cold is it? So it would be very dangerously cold if you didn't have some sort of, um, you know, exposure-type cover. So you would have to have something over your your face and whatnot to keep yourself from getting frostbite and whatnot. Gonna keep my helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. If if you do, if you guys didn't have cold weather gear, you would have to make lots of rolls in order to to you know be able to endure this. So um, let's see. I here. do bring walk on top of the snow though, in true elvish fashion. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you can barely <laughs> even tell there's footprints there. <laughs> Fimdir, what do your elf eyes see? <laughs> Not much, honestly. Um. But I would like to keep moving, though. I'd... Do you mind if I stay a bit ahead, perhaps? No, I, I would I would actually say that you probably have the best chance of spotting any uninvited guests before most of the rest of us, so if you take point, we will follow along uh, quietly, try not to attract too much attention to ourselves. And well, make- good luck. Yeah, I like to think that Arpeggio and Moonbones are like plowing through the snow with their plate mail, you know? <laughs> I only have uh, chain oh. mail on at this point. Oh, so. chain mail, okay. But I mean, that's still heavy armor regardless. They've just attached a, a snow a snow plow blade to the front of Arpeggio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, minor detail, maybe one of the one of the sets of winter uh, cold gear, I have there's just a few left, but one of them is just red and white. Oh my oh, god. god. Yeah, I'll take that. The <laughs> ever. And you know, to keep to make your balance a little bit better, you put the backpack on the front of you, you know, and so when you put that red and white over, you've got that jolly pot belt. And since you've got a skeleton, you know, that, that you know, the snow kind of clumps around your skeletal chin, you know, making a long white beard. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Moonbones, now that you're back, what is your passive perception and investigation? Oh, uh, passive perception is terrible at nine, (laughs) but my passive investigation is 14. All right. And are you immune to charm or uh, uh, illusion Uh, or anything like that? Not now. I can be targeted by spells that affect both undead and humanoid. I'll change. All right, then. So then... um, 
Yeah, so then you guys keep moving forward. Famdir, go ahead and roll me a general stealth check, because um, I'm assuming you're going to be trying to be stealthy. And then a uh, whatever kind of check you want to kind of keep an eye out, either perception or survival. Uh, uh, it's a 21 stealth. All right. So it's 13. Um, and just I'll do a perception check. <laughs> That's a 5 plus a 13. Not great. All right, a 13, yeah. With Once you get outside of that little caldera-type area where you guys are all, all kind of situated down into, uh, once you break that, the wind starts whipping and the snow kind of gets in your face, and it gets much more difficult to scout ahead and see. So, you, you know, looking around, it's all just very white and, and frigid, and not a whole lot stands out on the landscape other than that giant cathedral in front of you. Uh, you are able to see that there do appear to be very large, uh, and large as in, you know, size category for D&D, &D, uh, between 12 and 15 feet uh, tall, like trolls or ogres or something along those lines, you know, very large, bulky individuals on the top uh, ramparts of uh, Arctis Tor, because you can see little things moving around, but you can't make out much more than that. Okay. All right, so you guys continue moving forward through these very, very large snowdrifts. Femdir, about how much further ahead would you be from the rest of the group? Oh, maybe about like 90 feet. All right. As you get further ahead, your passive perception is enough to pick up. Um, when you guys are about halfway there, only about a quarter of a mile from uh, uh, Arctis Tor itself, you notice that there is a roving patrol that seems to be coming your guys' direction. They don't specifically seem to be tracking you guys down, but more along the lines of just soldiers doing their duty of patrolling and keeping everything safe. Uh, you are able to notice that there are five individuals involved. Uh, two of them up front seem to be the big, bulky type that are kind of plowing through the snow, and then three smaller, lighted-footed individuals uh, walking on top. So what would you like to do? Um, is there anything else I can sort of detail about them? Like, um, perhaps something more specific, iconography, um, and... Yeah, they're definitely Winterfey, being as the two uh, tall, brutish individuals up front are literally wearing nothing but a fur around their waist uh, and, you know, giant clubs. The three behind them seem to be lighter-footed, uh, probably archers or mages or something along those lines. They seem to be very lightly armored. Uh, if any armor at all, they kind of got cloaks on, uh, more for camouflage than for uh, armor defensive type protection, you believe. Uh, other than that, they don't seem to be openly, you know, anticipating an attack. Uh, they just seem to be generally waiting for something to happen, like a patrol would be kind of on top of things. They don't seem to have spotted you, and they're about 200 feet away or so. Alright, I will begin to backtrack a bit very quietly until I run into the group again, and I will inform them as to what I've seen. Okay, yeah, you very easily uh, tell them all those same details. Uh, what would you guys like to do? Not get caught by a winter patrol? <laughs> okay, so would you guys like to try and find your way around them, for them to turn around and head back to Arctis Tor, or, you know, how would you like to navigate this? I could take them out very quietly. I would say that I'm incredibly terrible at stealth. <laughs> so, <laughs> what you mean the I mean, giant shields and chainmail don't help with? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I wouldn't have my shield out just now because I can manifest it. But very true. 
but I mean, still a clinking skeleton with chainmail over the top is not very stealthy. <laughs> well, we can use probably use me as a decoy while while the rest of you go in stealthily and ambush them when they go for me. I don't use people as decoys. Oh, don't worry, I'm used to it, dear. Yeah, and I would pretty much say that, you know, with what you know, Klein, while the Winter Fae are very, very vicious, um, you know, they may not attack up front, but you cannot be 100% sure. Uh, same thing with you, Arpeggio. You would know kind of the same thing that, um, you know, the mercenaries, you could work with them kind of, but, you know, they were pretty bloodthirsty uh, when it came time to battle. And we are not exactly... Um we didn't ex- exactly arrive announced, you know, they're, they're not expecting anyone to be here. And, I mean, a couple of us look like we might not be entirely out of place in the, the Winter Wilds, but at the same time, a couple of us look very much like we are very out of place here. So do you guys want to go back up and, you know, keep an eye on them and try and figure out a way around them, or what would you like to do? I'd like to watch their movements a little bit to see if they're, you know, on a loop or if it's more of a just general poking around. Yeah. Okay, so then who all would be going up there to keep an eye? If all of you are, you can roll stealth checks. You would have advantage despite the noise factor because of how loud the wind is and how much snow is blowing. It would be very difficult to pick, you know, somebody out uh, if they were careful. I will be... Let's go right ahead, all of us. <laughs> that would cancel out my disadvantage and give me a flat plus two. Okay, so then anybody that wants to creep up and keep an eye, go ahead and roll stealth checks. And then uh, once that's done, go ahead and roll me a perception check. That is 14 for stealth on my end. Okay. And I just need a group kind of stealth thing. So I have to have three successes um, for three fails. Oh, wait. Uh, no disadvantage for me, right? Correct, yeah. Everybody has advantage, so it would cancel out the heavy armor's disadvantage. Okay, um, that's a 19 for me. I got wow. a 4. Okay. 26. Alright. 15 right. first off. Alright, that's three successes, so despite um, Moonbones, uh, you know, not having the best stealth score, uh, you guys are <laughs> able to, uh, you know, kind of make up for that by telling him where to step, and it is armor rattles a little bit, but not as much as you would have anticipated. So you get to the top of this little ridge type area, and you're looking down at them. Go ahead and everybody roll me a perception check. 15? 27. Not one. 24. (laughs) Not one. (laughs) Oh, no. Alright, so then you guys are able to, um, almost all of you except for Arpeggio and uh, Moonbones, uh, you guys are able to pick out that the three individuals that are in the back, the um, lightly armored one, one of them is carrying a staff of some variety, the other two are carrying longbows, and the two brutes up front do appear to be frost trolls as opposed to, like, ogres or whatnot. Um, they, you can see the large tusks um, out of their faces, so they are trolls as opposed to anything else. They do seem to be very... You know, this isn't a normal patrol force. This is more of a quick shock trooper type, you know, dispatch force, being as they have trolls involved that are better for bashing things in than they are for observing and sneaking. So you see them wandering around for a while, 
And after about five or six minutes, you see that the uh, mage in the back all of a sudden stops as his staff begins to glow. Uh, He looks around, uh, seeming to cast some sort of spell, and out of nowhere, his head comes off and falls to the ground as some dark, shadowy individual bursts forth from the snow below it. Its form is very... Ununiform is the only thing I can think of. It makes no logical sense in your head. Uh, How far away are we, Robert? Huh? How far away are we? You guys would be about... 200 feet or so. 150 is about as close as I'd let you get without a regular stealth check. Okay. So you guys are about 150 feet away. You see this very mind-breaking, eldritch-type creature burst from the snow behind this creature and take its head off in one easy swoop. Uh, as right Before the body can even fall to the ground, this creature you know, dives back into the snow is the only thing you can think of because the snow remains undisturbed despite the fact that it burst forth from it. And I it have bears- since knocked an error. So, All right. Guys, we have to help them. All right, so go ahead and everybody roll initiative that wants to take part, and uh, I will do the same for the... Digga, 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 digga. <laughs> Twelve. All right. Four. All right. Uh, Fourteen. Okay. Ten. All right. Another, not one. Oh, no. Total of three. Okay. Uh, the Fey allies uh, rolled a 17, and the Eldritch Abomination rolled a 13. And as we're preparing, I will venture, you know, I'll look at the group and say, um, if that's what I thought it was, this could be rough. Uh, Outsiders what do you ridic- know? They're ridiculously resistant to magic. So and- we should engage with it with regular fisticuffs, perhaps. <laughs> you stand a better chance of hurting it than 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 you do if you know you tried to say, you know, shoot with a fireball. Got it. I'll stay here. You go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then the turn order will go. Your Fim Deer, uh, Moonbones, the enemies. Uh, let's see, Balrus. Klein and Arpeggio. So we go ahead and start. Uh, the allies around you, the two trolls, raise great clubs of ice that seem to manifest in their hand, and it swings down where that snow was, completely crushing the body of their dead ally in the process. Uh, but it seems to do no damage at all. The two pull uh, their longbows, they knock an arrow as well, and begin looking around, kind of back to back, keeping an eye on what's going on. You can see their mouths move, you know, very, uh, you know, minimally. You can see that they're talking, but you can't really make out what's going on. And where an arrow normally would be, uh, it encrusts with a very thick layer of ice and, and a strange kind of powdery snow begins to fall from the end of it as they whip around wildly looking on what's going on. So we then move on to Fimdir. They're about 150 feet away is as far as I'd let you guys crawl. Yep. Yeah, which is perfect. Um, I'll find a position of cover, sort of, and I'm going to spend this time sort of trying to adjust for the wind that's going on, just gauging my shot, and I'll just like basically I'm cunning action aiming, and I um, and I will hold my shot until I see this eldritch horror reappear, and then I will take it. All right, we move on to Moonbones. I say, so we're helping them? Yes. All we're right. Helping, we're helping the dark fairies. Um, 
Bob, quick question. Yes. Uh, can I make a... I, this is going to be very difficult for me to do, <laughs> but I'm going to ask if I can make some sort of insight or perception check to see if it looks like this particular group of shock forces have any experience fighting outsiders. Okay, go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll do it on your turn. We'll do okay. it on your turn. You can make the insight check and I'll just let that be a bonus action or free action because you're just right. kind of observing. Yep. Alright, so then Moonbones, what would you like to do? Uh, as a bonus action, I will move my hands around and summon forth the shield of Salune, a big two-handed round shield. I will then use my shield's ability, the Moonlit Path, and at the start of my turn, I can designate a 5-foot-wide by 30-foot-long path extending out from me. Uh, pale moonlight illuminates that area. And every 10 feet of movement I spend on that uh, line only counts as 5 feet of movement. And I'm immune to the effects of difficult terrain while moving along the line. So directly awesome. towards them, I'm just going to move then 60 feet. I, oh, no, it'd only be... I'd spend... Right, I'd spend 15 feet moving along the 30-foot line. I, I apologize. All I can imagine is just the floodlights coming on and it's just this catwalk <laughs> that just extends out. <laughs> That's exactly oh, yeah. what happened. <laughs> <laughs> his flowers being tossed onto it, his hands up in the air, and he's doing like this big strut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that figure. <laughs> That's great. Size zero. I'm 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 waiting for the giant Victoria's Secret wings to burst out of his back as he goes down the runway. (laughs) Um, So then that's thirty feet, but I only spend fifteen feet. So I'll use the rest of my fifteen feet. So that's forty-five feet of movement all up. All right. Yeah, you get. mm -hmm. I'll use an action to dash. All right, you're 105 feet up when you dash. Uh, since you're that close, you can see a little bit more detail. Uh, the Fae have not yet really noticed you. Um, they're too focused on what's going on. Uh, you do notice that the further, the closer you get to them, the colder it seems to get. Almost as if those uh, archers with their magic are making this whole area colder than what the normal cold would be. Mm. My teeth are chattering, and I end mm. my turn. <laughs> All right. So then, everything's uh, chattering. (laughs) (laughs) So then you dashed again. So forty-five feet of movement again, or just the once? It'd be then another thirty feet of movement. So seventy-five feet all up. All right. So you're about uh, let's see, that's seventy-five feet from the enemy. Cool. All right. So then we then move on to the enemies uh, or to that outsider creature. It once again bursts through the snow, though the snow does not seem to move around it. It leaps up behind one of the very large troll-type creatures and makes a slash at its throat. The fist. Yes. Yeah, go ahead and make your strike. Release a breath. Loose the arrow. And I get to roll again as well. Uh, that is 24 to hit. Very easily hits. Yeah, you would definitely have advantage on that. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, it was 22 points of damage. Two of that is force. Awesome. Uh-oh. And would your arrows have iron heads to them, or would they be some other material? Uh, they would be either iron or steel. All right. All right. So you slam that into that creature, and it lets out a very ear-piercing, not even really a shriek. It's something beyond your comprehension to classify, but it is definitely a very loud and disturbing noise. So everybody that can hear that, which would be everybody, go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw it. This noise rips through the air. Yay! 
Nine. Nine? <laughs> Sixteen. Natural one. Oh no. Oh, oh girl. Terrifying. Okay, then uh, Virgil, unfortunately, you were right at that limit, so oh, well, so you would have passed. So 13 or higher, uh, you guys are fine. If it was less than a 13, you are frightened of this creature. You can ah. repeat the saving throw at the end of your next turn. Or Damn at it. The, uh, yeah, at the end of your turn. All right, so then, uh, Femdir, this is technically the end of your turn, unless you have something else to do as a bonus action. No, 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 this wasn't my turn. Okay, oh, that's right. It, that's right. It was just a reaction. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. So, um, let's see. We then move on to... Oh, so the enemy. Uh, he slashes at that troll. Uh, it missed with that shot, um, despite the fact that he totally should have had the surprise. The troll's thick hide, it cuts it, but it doesn't seem to do any major damage to it. Um, and it disappears back into the snow, uh, seemingly, you know, without disturbing it. Well, we move back on to Valris. Alrighty then. <clears throat> um, I'm still pretty far away, so I'm just going to run up uh, as far as I can. Right, and, and it would be difficult terrain unless you would like to make a dexterity ch- uh, saving throw on your way down. Um, that's a, a dex save. That's a seven. A seven. You go to, you know, kind of slide down a little bit because of the, the steeper angle of Can the Can I use slope. acrobatics? Yeah, go ahead. That would then be a ten. Okay. <laughs> ten, I'll, I'll go ahead and let you with a ten. Um, you are able to get your full movement speed and not land prone, but um, that's as much as you're able to do. You go to start dashing and you slip a little bit. You start to roll, but with that tumble, you're able to kind of pop back up. Uh, into a standing position. So the dash okay. didn't work, but you were able to get the full 30. Okay. So then with my action, um, I would firebolt. Okay. At the snow where that creature disappeared into, or where would you be firebolting to? Oh, he disappeared? Yeah, he slipped back under the snow right behind the troll. Um, then I'm not going to do that because I don't have a clear shot. Um, okay. You can just hold it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just prepare a firebolt. All right. Uh, or when he pops back out. All right. Klein, it is your turn. I'm going to go ahead and make that check real quick. Okay. Um, That is a nine. A nine? And what exactly were you asking? I was, looking to, I was hoping to see if I could tell if this particular group looked like they were veterans of the war against the outsiders. Okay. You can tell that they're not necessarily veterans, but they have probably fought before at some point, though not on the front line assault. Uh, you would know enough about Dresden lore knowledge to know that you know those that do go to the gates to fight usually don't come back from the gates. So they have probably you know fought here on this side, but not necessarily on the front line war with them. Okay. Mm. Well, since I can't move towards it... It actually, you can't currently see it right now. It oh, is that's underneath right. the ground. Um, so I will make my way at half speed rather than risk hurting myself trying to rush. Uh, All right. So I'll move my 15 feet and I will ready a guiding bolt. All right. Waiting for it to pop up. All right. We then move on to Arpeggio. Uh, is the current area difficult terrain? Yes, you can either make uh, difficult terrain or uh, a strength or dexterity saving throw um, to try and make your way down without slipping. 
but if you slip and fail bad enough, it you might land prone. I will try. I will try to risk it and get as far as far as I can in, towards the group. Athletics or acrobatics? Okay, seventeen. Uh, All right, yeah, you're more than able to. You just kind of push your way through the snow, uh, parting it around you, and you are able to. Uh, I'm, are you dashing as an action? Yeah, I'll be dashing as an action, but I'm being mindful yep. of my positioning with everyone else. So right. I would actually like to stay within 60 feet of where I know Fimdir is. Okay, yeah, Fimdir would be right at the top, so that 60 foot would be uh, right at, or 60 foot of movement would be right at that 60 foot mark. Uh, Moonbones would be 15 feet ahead of you, and uh, uh, let's see, Valorous would be 30 feet behind you, and Klein would be uh, 30 feet, or uh, let's see. Uh, 45 feet behind you so you're all kind of in the line heading that way uh one more thing can i can i see the the group that's being attacked right now can i like see if they're about to attack us because you know we're just another group that showed up yeah they're 80 feet in front of you but um or not 80 uh uh, 90 feet in front of you but uh, they don't seem to really have taken notice of your group right now they are looking in their immediate vicinity kind of down and around uh, knowing this creature is going to burst through the snow at any moment All right. as a bonus action I'm going to use forward march on moon bones alright what does okay, that do for me uh, that's a natural 20 so it's a critical success uh, on your next turn, you double your your movement speed. Oh hell yeah! Thank you. All right. Okay. Uh, we then move on to uh, your allies. Your allies once again they they shoot these two arrows into the air and it gets downright frigid. Uh, anything in that area that doesn't have some sort of and I'm going to say it's about a ten foot radius around them. Uh, that doesn't have immunity to cold would definitely be taking some sort of cold damage. Um, the one or the two trolls uh, split up, and so the two archers are back to back, and then at their 90 degree angles, the two trolls are back to back, kind of all in one spot, waiting for this thing to jump out. Uh, they seem to know that it's going to jump out behind them because they have all basically put their backs together to minimize the space where this creature could jump out. Other than that, the two trolls ready their ice clubs to swing, and the uh, two archers start chanting again uh, with arrows appearing on their bows. Vimdir, it is your turn. Um, I'm still afraid currently, aren't I? Correct, but you can't see that creature yet. It dove back under the snow, so you could technically move forward. It's just if it does reappear, um, you would have disadvantage on the shot. Oh, I have no interest in him. So I will go ahead, stay where I am and cover, knock another arrow, and I will hold it and aim it, and I will make my wisdom save. Uh, That is a 17. Okay, yes, that passes. DC was 13. Okay, good. (laughs) Well, that's what I was worried about. I got spooked. Yeah. Exactly. So then we move on to Moonbones. You are uh, 75 feet away, and your movement speed is doubled with Arpeggio's Forced March. I will 
give her a nod and then rush forward 60 feet. Awesome. So then you would be, you know, within 15 feet of the group. They have definitely taken your notice. Um, are you going to say anything to them as you run up or being as, you know, this is definitely the best person to be the team negotiator? <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I shout in Elvish, I'm here to help you. And I cast Thunderous Smite on my shield. And I'll hold my action to bonk that Eldritch Horror. All right. Uh, and you said you stopped 15 feet outside of their radius, correct? Yeah. All right. Uh, as you go to step that last foot in, uh, you can see that it's there. You can notice that despite the fact that you don't really feel cold anymore, it would definitely not be a good idea to get any closer than what you currently are, or uh, it would definitely hurt. Uh, the amount of ice and frost that is just gathering on the already frozen snow is, you know, apocalyptic levels of cold. Uh, mm. The ice, the snow is getting so frozen and hard that with a couple of stomps, the trolls are able to stand on top of it. It has frozen that solid. Wow. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, I'll just hold that. I'll roll to get rid of this frightened, I suppose. Oh, 18. 18. Okay. Then you pass as well. Since you are that close... It, the creature bursts out of the snow behind you and makes an attack with advantage. So everybody that was looking for it can make their rolls. Um, Bob, I forgot to roll for my wisdom save, so I'm going to do that real oh, quick before yes. I take... That is a 17. Yes, then you pass as well. I didn't, so I didn't everybody make your attacks because this will definitely hit Moonbones. Okay. God, I rolled a natural one. Oh, no. <laughs> I am like the opposite. I rolled a natural 20. Oh, damn. I rolled a 16. This is my third roll, though. Sorry. I rolled a 16 on my guiding bolt. Okay. Anything higher than a 15 hits? Not that that gives out the AC. (laughs) Okay. So, plus six. Oh, let me know if it's fire damage and if it's iron weapon. Okay. Uh, Five points of fire damage. Okay. That is... Plus that... 31 points of piercing damage. Two, wow. oh, sorry, no, sorry, no, it's 29 piercing, two force. Goodness gracious. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Rugs. Yeah. 11 points of radiant, and the next <laughs> attack against it has advantage. Okay. Uh, well, with that massive barrage, the fire that hits and splashes upon it makes all of the winter fae that are standing there gasp in horror as they see this fire lap up against it. Uh, and the iron of the uh, arrowheads definitely concerns them as well. Uh, they kind of take a, even though they can't really take a step back, they kind of lean back perceptibly from that iron that is now laying upon, or that is now stabbed inside of this creature. Um, it is not quite dead, but it has hit bloodied um, from one of those various shots. Uh, and Moonbones, that does hit you with a 21, I'm assuming? Yep. All right. And uh, it. Unfortunately, uh, since it jumped up behind you and it has a very long claw, sharp-like weapon, uh, that does 13 points of slashing damage to your non-existent throat. Okay. To your spinal column uh, or whatever is exposed. Yeah. I'll roll a uh, constitution saving throw to keep my th- smite. Okay. Yeah, which fails, so my smite is gone. All right. Woo! So uh, uh, it's, uh, what did you roll? A seven. A seven, okay, yep. I was going to say it's ten or, uh, yeah. So then uh, you drop that Thunderous Smite, unfortunately, with that surprised uh, uh, 
surprise attack and it disappears back into the snow behind you. It does let out a very uh, sharp, piercing shriek again, but since all of you have now saved against it in one form or another, you are immune to this. So we then move on to Valrus. Alrighty. I am going... It's still up and facing us? Uh, no, it disappeared back into the snow behind Moonbones. Okay, dokie. Um, then, what I am going to do is as a... Is there any fire in the area? Um, let's see. Probably not. Um, because okay. that fire bolt that you threw horrified them, but since it struck that creature, unless it ignited something on Moonbones, there wouldn't be anything really on fire. Okay, okay. Um, then what I'll do is, as a bonus action, I'm going to inspire Moonbones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a bardic inspiration. It's a D6. Thank you. Yes. You, you shout out to him. You'll get He-Man next time, Skeletor. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> um, and then I'm going to ready a spell for when it appears again. I'm going to ready the Bane spell. Awesome. All right. We then move on to uh, Klein. Um, I will... Uh holler at them uh, I think of how I want to word this <laughs> we mean you no harm we saw you were in trouble and decided to offer our help and I will uh, prepare my own cantropy spell to launch at thing once it appears okay uh, they look at and you move forward 15 feet Okay, they look at you fairly dubiously, but, um, you know, they're not going to turn down help, even if it's iron-related at, at this point, uh, being as they are pretty much surrounded with the two, or with the one dead body uh, that was crushed next to them. Uh, on then to Arpeggio. Alright, uh, how far is Moonbones from me? Uh, let's see, Moonbones moved up an additional uh 60 on top of the 15 he was already ahead of you, so he's 75 feet ahead of you, basically. Not gonna reach it. Yeah, all I can do right now is yeah, move the entire 60 feet. So Okay. Still difficult terrain, or? Uh, I would say for the first half it would be, so go ahead and roll, but uh, get at least half of your move. Okay, another not, not 20, so 28. Yeah, then you're very easily able to plow through the full 60 feet. Alright, yeah. I'll be using a dash. And as I'm getting close to the 60 feet mark, I'm going to unfurl my battle standard and I'm going to plant it on the snow. And I'm going to activate a bit of authority for damage reduction. And that's my turn. Okay, we then move on to the ally. Uh, the allies looking at your group fairly, you know, concerned, but not enough to really, you know, attack or find out what's going on. Uh, accept your help for right now. The two frost trolls slam their clubs into the ground, erupting the ground in front of them. So let's see if it hits this. Unfortunately, the creature, um, you see it momentarily in the puffs of snow uh, as, the, the, you know, the snow flies into the air. Uh, you see it mixed amongst that, and then it disappears back into the ground without, you know, suffering any damage it doesn't look like. 
uh, the two archers fire out in rapid succession four arrows that then surround them. So, uh, I mean, two arrows each, and then uh, one in each corner, kind of a box around them. And within that box, you see a strange glow, kind of a fairy fire along the ground, illuminating. Hmm. All right, uh, we then move on to uh, Valrus. Or, no, excuse me, Fimdir. I, um, not really change anything, just once again, knocking arrow, uh, aiming his bonus section and I will prepare my shots and just wave. Are they currently visible? Uh, the enemies are, or I mean your ally it disappeared back into the snow with that puff of powder. Then I'm waiting again. <laughs> Alright, Moonbones, it is your turn. You are 15 feet um, from your allies and you see that that kind of uh, rectangle of light uh, begins basically 5 feet in front of you. Hmm. Uh, behind me, my the rest of the party, how far am I 15 feet away from the you would be 75 feet away from Arpeggio, who would be the closest to you. The rest are further back. Oh, my back. gosh. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm going to move five moved feet up. back. Oh, that's feet, right. right. Nope. Arpeggio moved up with you as well. Sorry. I will see you next to me. 15 feet behind, I believe. Yeah. I will yes. run and stand yeah. directly next to Arpeggio. Awesome. Yeah, back to back. And I will hold my action to attack with my shield. All right. We then move on to the enemy. Unfortunately, since there are no backs really exposed and nobody in the general vicinity, you see a burst of powder, uh, like a snow kind of a thing, erupt from around the group. Uh, everything around you kind of gets shrouded, so any ranged attacks will unfortunately have disadvantage for the next round as this powdered snow slowly drifts down uh, from where it was erupted around the whole group. So we then move on to Valris. The enemy is still hidden. Uh, when it appeared, would I have been able to get off my spell? It didn't, like, jump out of the snow. It's just like it, it burst a bunch of snow around it, like an under- No, when the troll hit the thing, you said it got, I was able to see it. Oh, momentarily. Yeah, I'll go ahead and let anybody that had a prepared roll with disadvantage because of how quickly it appeared. Uh, it Mine is a charisma save. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and do that straight then. Uh, let's see. That would have been a 13. Um, my DC is a 13. Okay. Meets it beats. Okay. All right. Femdeer, I believe you had a shot ready, as did Klein. Did this just yes. happen? Uh, no. It would have been uh, the trolls struck the ground on their turn. They uncovered the creature momentarily. So it would be at disadvantage. Uh, but for you, it would be just a straight roll because you had to uh, Then I won't take my shot. Okay. Fine. Would you try to fire off your cantrip? I will, since it is. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not too concerned about missing with a ray of frost. Okay, and it would be a straight roll because you guided and bolted. That's gonna miss. Okay, uh, unfortunately, it fires uh, off to the side. Go ahead and roll. Uh, let's see a luck check to see if it hits one of the trolls. That is a 17. All right. It fires wide on the other side and completely misses the troll that was standing right by. All right. Uh, so then it released that cloud of dust on its turn. So then it would be Valrus's turn um, to go. Um, I'm going to run up 30 feet or however far I can get. Um, yep. You would have then... to make that acrobatics check for the first half, but you would get at least your movement speed. So if you took it slow, you could still finish it off uh, with the full 30. Uh, I'll just move the 15 feet. Um, 
And then I'll prepare another firebolt. Okay. Then move on to Klein's turn. I will uh, stomp up as, as far as I can without risking my neck. You'd be able to go at least the full 30, but if you wanted to try and go just, I would need that strength or athletics. No, we'll just go the full 30. And okay. since I can do this once per long rest without expending a spell slot, I am going to uh, prepare a chromatical. Nice. All right, then Arpeggio's turn. You're right up there with Moonbones. All right. I'm going to stay right here. Uh, ask Still my back action. Back. Yeah. Still back to back. Okay. I'm going to use my action to hold an attack with my battle standard. And as a bonus action, I'm going to use Icon of Might. Okay. Which I rolled a, a 19. Normal success. So. Enemies within the radius of my battle standard suffer a negative two to attack rolls. Nice. That's actually going to be super useful. All right. Um, and that would. Oh, oh, wait. I need the bonus action to draw my other sword, right? Uh, oh, I never can mind. make never, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Sorry. Never mind. Uh, I was using my battle standard for a, yeah. for a prepared attack. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we then move on to your allies. Your allies, uh, knowing that one of them is going to have to make a heroic sacrifice in order to bring this creature out, one of the trolls steps forward on the command of one of the archers and turns its back kind of 90 degrees so that everybody has a good shot of the creature when it jumps out of the snow. Uh, the other troll turns around preparing its club and the archers knock their arrows and are waiting. Um, Fimdir, it is now your turn. I did it not come out this turn. What's that? It did not come out this turn then. Oh no, it did not. It just threw all that powdered snow in the area in the air. So uh, for the next round, it has uh, disadvantage, or all enemies have disadvantage on ranged attacks. Uh, uh, I'm not in much luck then. So just hold the shot again. Yeah, it's not going to be very effective. All right, we move on to Moonbones. All right, seeing uh, did Valrus move up close enough to Arpeggio? Is Valrus within five feet of us? No. no. Yeah, okay. Valrus would still be like 60 feet back, but he's closer to you than most of the group. Uh, knowing that, well, I don't really want that person to be attacked, but I will move forward five feet and expose my back as well, and then okay. I'm going to cast another Thunderous Smite on my shield and hold my action to bash it. Okay, so you're kind of holding your shield off to the side, so when it appears, you can swing back and hit it? Yeah. Alright. So, now that there are two backs exposed within the area, I'm going to go ahead and roll odds to see who gets it. Odds is going to be Moonbones, evens is going to be the troll. Evens, it's the troll. (laughs) So, it bursts forth behind the troll, and everybody can go ahead and make an attack that was waiting. If it's a ranged attack and you don't already have advantage, it is at disadvantage. Uh, how far is he from Arpeggio? Yeah, you and Moonbones would be 15 feet away. No, no, I can't do it. Okay. So the two Fey archers release their arrows, and the uh, large frost troll brings its club down. Two hits, and one miss from the frost troll. So the arrows do hit. I also take my shot. All right. Uh, 17 to hit. Yes, that hits. And oh. Bob, I 
just rolled two crits on that chromatic orb for disadvantage. Nice. And that's ten points of fire damage. Awesome. All of the winter fade jump back when you strike out with that flame strike, but uh, the damage does hold true. So go ahead then, Klein, with your damage. Um, so that's going to be 8 times 3 is 24, 32, 37, 44 points of cold damage to it. The creature then explodes into a strange, like, I don't want to say a dusty sludge because that doesn't make sense, but it's a powdered sludge that kind of breaks your minds a little bit when you see it. The frost troll and the two archers that were closest to it kind of get covered in it and begin shrieking out very loudly. Uh, The one frost troll that wasn't affected by it leaps back and takes off in the other direction, moving like 15, 20 feet uh, back when that sludge hits. What would you guys like to do? We are officially out of combat. I don't bother shooting it. (laughs) I will put away my air. Okay. Um, I will make my way up there as fast as I can, and I will press digitation to clean them off. Ooh, awesome. So you hit the one frost... uh, Who are you going to hit first, Archer or Frostral? Archer. Whichever one's closest. Whichever one would be closest to me. Yeah, you get one of the archers, and he he falls to the ground kind of in a heap. You get the second archer. He falls to the ground in a heap, unconscious but still alive. The troll is shrieking out in rage, and unfortunately you don't have enough time to get to him before something will happen unless something else, somebody else wants to uh, try to do something. Uh, 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 I doubt light helps. <laughs> uh, I can... They're injured, aren't they? The two elves are injured but unconscious on the ground. The frost troll is still screaming in agony as something begins happening to its body. Okay, I'll rush over and cast a kill wounds at first level. All right, you cast it. Go ahead and do the uh, healing, but it's half the da- half the healing. Okay, that Arpeggio is, is just to... getting prepared, just preparing uh, herself just in case they turn on us or something. Okay, ten points of healing, so five halved. Awesome. Yeah, that is enough. The, the the frost troll falls to one knee and kind of regains its composure uh, from this damage. And all of a sudden, the air just gets thick and crackling with all of this uh, this icy cold energy. Even your breath. Well, no, wait, you don't breathe. So then you would actually, <laughs> no, you would take a little bit of cold damage. Uh, you would take half this. So three points of cold damage as the air just turns to that sub-zero arctic temperature, and this sludge-type material freezes and falls to the ground in little plinking uh, bits. The frost troll then kind of backs off, releases that hold on that sub-zero arctic temperature, and uh, kind of backs away uh, from the party. He doesn't seem to be attacking, he's just more getting back, having been injured himself, and doesn't want to be too close to unknown people. Fair enough. All right. So do you guys want to kind of regroup and wait for the two archers to come back to consciousness? Or what would you like to do? I would like to approach one of the archers and use my healer's kit to try to revive them. Yeah, you're very easy. Oh, go ahead. I don't think think it revives them. It just stabilizes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They're stabilized, just unconscious on the ground. But if you wanted to use a healer's kit, just a basic medicine check would bring them to consciousness. (laughs) Okay, I will try that then. All right. Bob, they owe us a favor. Yeah. 
I will carefully. So, what's your medicine check there, Arpeggio? 17 on the medicine check. Alright, yeah, you're very easily able to find some smelling salts or something um, in your medicine bag, and you're able to awaken them from their unconscious state. Uh, they jump up, kind of surprised and shocked, um, looking over at their fallen ally. Uh, they wait for the entire group to kind of get there before addressing you. Um, once everybody's pretty close, they say, thank you very much for the assistance that you have uh, offered to us. Uh, my name is uh, let's see. You can go ahead. Nice and to meet you. Uh, let's see. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, so you would uh, see the or the one kind of archer that is talking for the group uh, would address uh, himself as Malti, and they say they owe you a favor. Uh, this outsider has been plaguing this area for a while. Uh, we call this one He Who Steals Lives, and it always appears behind people slashing their throats before anybody can react. It has taken out many of the patrols in this area, uh, so we owe you a favor. Uh, is there anything we could do to help aid your party, uh, being as I can clearly see you're not from the Feywild? Uh, we would also appreciate it if you picked up any of the iron that you have left behind, kind of eyeing those arrows sticking out of the sludge uh, that is on the ground. We can most assuredly accommodate that request. Um, we came here kind of as a, a hope, hoping that we might uh, gain an audience with the Winter Knight. That's probably doable. Uh, I would have to ask my queen on that, and then we could address that. Uh, but first, we would need to get to Arctis Tor proper before any kind of... Uh, before any kind of guarantees can be made, so we can lead your party there if you like. That would be uh, that would be acceptable. All right. Uh, so they lead you guys up to the gates of Arctis Tor. I gotta oh, take. Oh, go ahead. I just let's say before they do that, I go around like a kid at the end of a nerf fight and just start picking up my arrows. Okay. Yes, you pick up your arrows. Oh, go ahead. And if anybody wants to search the body of that fallen Fay, go ahead. I'm good at. Okay, yeah, the allies seem to pay it no mind at all. I was, I was, I was about to say, Bob, that, that could... Uh, that That's could, a 17. Yeah. You find on the body uh, the typical ty- or mages-type gear, so it would be a set of robes and a uh, staff that seems to just be a focus, as well as a strange bag of powder. The, um, the bag seems to contain what appears to be powdered snow, and the two allies say, oh, uh, that is a magical item. You take some of this sub-zero freezing uh, snow and you throw it into the air. It can freeze up to five cubic feet of water for about eight hours. So, and it has ten uses. So whoever wants to take that can, and I will be back in just two seconds, guys. So, you, Who ended up with that powdered snow or whatever it is, bag of powdered snow? Uh, what does it do again? I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry, 10 uses, and it freezes up to 5 cubic feet of water for 8 hours. So you can make, like, blocks of ice or scatter it uh, across a pond or something like that to freeze it for 8 hours. Or you can chop someone in a bathtub. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Chaotic neutral at its best. I know a little. Please give it to Dandavin. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking of that. I was thinking of that. (laughs) I'll, I'll keep it for now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So at that point, would you guys just follow the entourage uh, into the gates of Arctosaur? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would keep watch yeah. just in case there's more of those things. 
Okay. Uh, you Bob, guys- I know they I know they never explicitly stated it. Um, they never said that they were going to give us safe. You know, that 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 that. Yeah, they said they would escort us, but they didn't say it would actually be safe. Correct. Mm-hmm. They did not guarantee safe passage. Would you ask for that? I would just as a just as a polite request ask if by any chance that that uh, they could ensure safe passage to our destination. What exactly are we doing here again? <laughs> well, where saving Christmas? Ah, good. All right. I mean. Honestly, there there is a very slight chance that we do run into Santa Claus here. <laughs> hmm. He's got lots of different names, though, too. Yes. All right. So, uh, yeah. So you ask them for safe passage then? Yes. They kind of say with a smirk, oh, I guess I did forget to offer that. Uh, then safety and hospitality, uh, unless my queen says otherwise. Very well. And we shall abide as proper guests. All right. And I'll tell everyone that means be on your best behavior. We are, uh, th- th- that is a magically binding agreement. Yes, mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys walk up the rest of the quarter mile to Arctis Tor. It is very, very cold. And as you get closer to Arctis Tor, the cold gets even more biting. Uh, not like dropping even further in temperature, but the wind is just whipping harder. The, the air has a bit of moisture to it. So the, the cold like gets into your bones and just you're you're cold despite the fact that you're wearing cold weather gear mm-hmm. except for Moonbones who is immune to all of this obviously um, <laughs> but yes so you approach the gates and Arctis Tor just keeps climbing into the air the closer you get to it it just keeps rising further and further above you a grand cathedral by the time you get to the front gates you could pass a a building, a small building through these gates and still have plenty of room on either side. You have no idea what these gates were meant to accommodate going through them, but it has to be monstrous in size. You enter in through this and the walls are are made of very thick ice as far as you can tell. It's slightly reflective and almost mirror-like and lends a very strange light to everything. Kind of deep greens and blues, kind of that um, the the colors of you know frozen ice basically refract through this and light the area from all around you, which is kind of an odd sensation. Uh, you are led through a vast number of different chambers and hallways. Uh, you can kind of rudimentarily map them. And after what seems like a few minutes, you end up in a large audience-type hall. You see a frozen throne in front of you, along with a smaller throne set off to the side. Neither one is occupied, but the room around you is in that same deep blues and greens. Uh, And the fae that are around you definitely seem to be extremely well-dressed and proper courtly-type Bay. The one of the archers is the only one that would have accompanied you the full way. The other members of that group would have stopped near the gates and gone off their own separate ways. So, what would you guys like to do in uh, upon entering this very large audience hall? Would you just kind of wait for somebody to address you? Would you address anybody? Would you search around? What would you like to do? Would Dandemin, no, not Dandemin, would Moonbones <laughs> know the proper sort of etiquette? To uphold here? 
you would know enough about the Fae to know that, um, you know, you don't want to eat anything, obviously, or drink anything. Uh, you can accept gifts if they are freely given, but um, don't take anything unless specifically told to. Uh, you would know that you would not address the queen or the lady without being addressed first. Uh, but the rest of your knowledge on the particulars of Fey etiquette would be a bit sketchy. It's been enough time. Uh, as Arpeggio's uh, like former job at her ex-mercenary company, like handling with clients, would she know enough how to handle like diplomatic uh, relations in a sense? Yeah, you would know that the winter fae that you had talked to before were fairly vicious, but you could address them. Um, they would have been uh, very set in procedure. So as far as like making sure that the uh, letter of the law is held up, you know, promises are upheld, no, nothing is guaranteed. You know, you would know that that would be fairly typical of them. So I would say that if you would uh, were to address one of the nobles it probably wouldn't be a major upset in formality but it wouldn't be super common for you to address them first all right i guess we just walk further into the room okay i'm keeping a bit of distance back i'm letting these people do the heavy lifting as it were all right go ahead and everybody uh give me a perception check as you look around the room perception or insight or both if you want Two. Two. Okay, how does this work if I do both? Because I got a nine perception and a 26 mm -hmm. insight. Okay, yep, not a problem. I'll just hold on to those numbers until... I am um, got a 21 perception. Okay. That is a, a 12 for perception. 14 for both. Okay, so then um, for those that rolled the perception uh, and got higher than 13, uh, so that would be, I think, just Femdir and Klein. Um, oh, and Virgil. Uh, you guys would notice that around the room, nobody seems to be wielding any kind of weapons other than the one archer that kind of led you in. Uh, everybody seems to be very nobly dressed. Everybody is very pomp and circumstance and courtly and all seem to be sipping or nibbling on something, but they all do seem to be looking your way in one way or another through the corner of their eyes or through the reflection of some of the uh, ice, that kind of a thing. For those that rolled higher than a 16 on Insight, which I think is just Arpeggio, you would notice that the group, while you know they aren't glaring at you, you can tell that they are, are definitely bloodthirsty, but not like ready to kill you right now. You can tell that if you slip up, they will strike immediately and without warning but they don't seem to be openly hostile yet, more just sizing you up and waiting for you to make a mess up. So you guys approach further in. You're about 25, 30 feet away from the thrones. Uh, is about as close as you can get without, you know, getting yelled at or whatever. It would be kind of as far as the audience chamber would go before the raised dais would set the thrones apart. Uh, and all of the fey around you seem to be potently ignoring you, despite the fact that they're, like, checking you out and looking at you and everything like that. They are very visibly and purposefully ignoring you. Like, dismissive? Yes, very dismissive in nature. Can I put five sticks of incense in a circle as an offering? <laughs> and step oh. back. 
Okay, yeah, you uh, set that out, and the group kind of looks at you oddly, but uh, doesn't say anything. And then I'll put, I'll light one of the sticks and then put ten gold within the little circle of incense (laughs) that I've made. Okay, uh, how would you light it? Yeah, good question. Uh, I wouldn't. (laughs) I just, (laughs) uh, I, mm, yeah, I don't have anything to light it. I'd just put it there, and then I'd just stack the ten coins on the ground. All the eyes raised with the offering of gold, but nobody makes a move to say anything or do anything. It's just awkward silence. Very deliberate awkward silence. I stand up, very uniform, turn around 180 degrees, then walk towards Klein and sort of push him forward towards the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Now's your time! Speak! Um... Hello, everybody. You Um, see the whole group, and the second you say hi, everybody, and address them, the entire group turns to you, like, uniformly and in sync. All of them turn to face you. There is still nobody set upon the throne. Oh, I really don't want to do this, Bob. (laughs) I don't suppose Um, you're saying this in Sylvan. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, they actually all speak common, strangely enough. I know, it's just polite. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't... uh, Believe me, the only other language I know, you don't want me to speak it. (laughs) Oh, German. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Everything sounds angry in German. (laughs) No, I was going to say. I know know deep speech. (laughs) They're about to say dirty talk. I was like, oh, No, um... I will, uh... Greetings, my fair... Uh, she folk we come to address the court in an hour of great need we come to ask the glorious Queen Mab Master of Air and Darkness for audience with her winter night you see the entire group upon addressing uh, or upon saying the name of Queen Mab uh, the entire group kind of bristles a little bit not necessarily getting angry but definitely there's a tension now in the air upon saying her name. Yup. They awkwardly continue staring quietly, silently. I step forward and put another coin down and then walk away. <laughs> really gonna make me do this three times. I think you know what you have to do. Yeah. No. Beetlejuice, 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 go for <laughs> it. <laughs> Mab, I once again call upon your name to ask for your guidance and advice. You get that prickles, you know, everybody can feel the tension, you know, you got the the hairs on the back of your neck are standing up, the whole room is electrified, but still nobody says a word. Mab! (laughs) (laughs) And all of a sudden, a woman stands up from the group her long white hair flowing behind her and in a quiet or not a quiet but in a singular clap she steps forward and says I see that all of you have figured out my little riddle I do not answer the call of mortals but should you say my name thrice I am obligated to answer what do you need of the queen of air and darkness I will give the most polite and proper and courtly bow I, as, as physically possible. 
Because I am scared shitless right now. (laughs) She sees your bow and she says, Stand up, I do not have time for this, as I'm sure you well know with the outsiders at our gates. I cannot sit and stand on formality. Your Highness Queen Mab, we... I only ask that uh, you grant me audience with your mortal champion of winter, as we are encountering similar issues in our own realm, and we feel that his advice would be greatly useful. The laugh that she lets out is musical to all of your ears, and all of you could sit there and listen to this laugh go on, and even the entire court seems to turn her way when she does. She says, Oh, but if you all, or if you only knew, my mortal champion is already out doing the bidding of the great queen. And luck would have it, the lady is with him. Should you yeah, wish to uh, find him, what's that? Sorry, my, my, my knees just kind of quivered a little bit. <laughs> the, uh, and as luck would have it, the lady is with him. Should you need to find him, he has been sent back through the Feywild as some treasonous and infected Fey have stolen from me a weapon, a weapon that is not meant to be in the hands of those outside of my court. Why would she happen to be talking about the anathema? The, no. The, the, okay. <laughs> we're, not, we're not going that deep into Lord. <laughs> okay. Weapon that, that's just a magic item of winter. Okay. <laughs> um... Your Highness, I would gladly offer my assistance to his task if it would grant me your favor and an audience with him. If you wish to seek him out, I will not stop you. Though the trail will be very hard to pick, I can point you in the right direction, and I can offer you this small boon. And she would hold out her hand, and five little icicle-looking pendants would appear upon it. One for each of you. Um, She would say, these will protect you from the the deep cold of winter and would allow you to stand up against some of the more devious fey and what they are capable of. Though note, once you leave my territory, these will melt just as any snow would. We thank you for your gift, my lady. And I give these of you free and clear of any debt. Though no, should you return with the weapon that was stolen, I would owe you a boon. We shall do all in our power to retrieve this weapon. All right. She would then uh, point to the archer, or yeah, the archer individual that escorted you in and would uh, direct him to guide you out towards the edges of her territory where the wild fay and the winter court meet and uh, uh, set you on your way. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Chaos Plan. If you would like to join the game and support the podcast, visit our Patreon account at patreon.com slash adventuringguild. And there you can pledge to either become a sponsor or a player or both if you like. So thank you all very, very much for listening, and we hope you join us again next week.